Yo tengo casi 33 años de ser, de ser forense. Nunca había visto una, una escena así. En Spring 2021, reporter Brian Avalar launched an investigation that began in the depths of a grave dug by a serial killer and ended with the government forcing him and other journalists to flee El Salvador. Sonoro and Revista Factum present Humo. Murder and Silence in El Salvador. The story behind a country where the truth and its citizens' rights are buried under the weight of power. Señor Ministro, ¿dónde está Karen y Eduardo Guerrero? ¿Dónde están mis hijos? Listen to Humo, Murder and Silence in El Salvador, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into The Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in The Daily Book Club. My name is Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. This podcast will be about my story and my words, talking about my own personal experiences and self-healing. I do not claim to be a therapist, counselor, or licensed psychologist. Hello, my name is Amanda Bedard, and I'm the co-host, producer, and editor of Invisible Tears. I'm a Reiki master, certified professional life coach, spiritual coach, wellness coach, and a counseling practitioner. Some of the content you will hear in this podcast may be disturbing to some. Viewer discretion is advised. But it is our hope by putting this information out there that we may help others to heal. We will always be a platform for truth and healing. This is Invisible Tears. Welcome to Invisible Tears. I'm Jane, host of Invisible Tears, and I'm here with my co-host, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Jane. How's it going today? It's going good. Good. It's going good. Good. So, today, we're going to be talking about Trish Haynes. We are. Uh, I know her story has been covered quite a bit, mm-hmm. but it remains unsolved, yep. so we need to keep talking about it. Absolutely. Her case has been, it's um, it's interesting because sometimes with cold cases, there's a ton of coverage. And that is the case with Trish. Um, just to name a few, if you guys want to actually go check out other podcasts that have covered her story in depth. Uh, Murder She Wrote covered um, her case. True Crime Garage did. The Mass Hysteria podcast. And then also uh, Catch My Killer along with a lot of other um, news articles. Um, I mean, simply like Cold Case New England featured her story as well. So there's been a ton of coverage about the Trish Haynes case. But even though there has been a ton of coverage, it does not hurt to keep on talking about it because as Jane said, it is still unsolved. Um, We're going to be one of the podcasts that talks about it too. 
Yeah, nah. I may be a little um, opinionated about it, too. <laughs> no, not you, no, Jane. No, if you're opinionated, <laughs> does that still mean that you're judgmental, too? Mm. Is that the same? No, it's not the same. I think it's all in how, all in how you present it, too. You know, you can definitely be opinionated about something, but not be judgmental. As as long as you come at a subject with an open mind and understand that there's, you know, sometimes there's two sides to every story. Um, but you can definitely have an opinion about um, about what you've read and what you've researched and what you've heard um, from even some family members too, right? Some family members oh, absolutely. Too. I mean, I have a very strong opinion about this whole uh trish trish haynes case yeah um and my opinion is really based on fact right from the family yep and um from her advocates yeah so yeah yes i will be i will be opinionated (laughs) about this and uh Yeah, we actually had the uh, had the honor of actually going up and participating and meeting yes. um, some of Trish's family and some of her friends and some just advocates mm-hmm. for Trish. Uh, they had a rally. Um, when was it? September. September. September of uh, 2022. They had a rally up in Concord, New Hampshire. And Jane, myself, and our daughters, Jessica yeah. and Aubriana, all went up and um, and, and spent the day at the rally and spoke with a lot of people and, um, and it was, it, it, it was great to make those connections, um, too, and talk with everyone. It was, there. and very informative. Yeah. Um, you know, you read a lot about this case and you hear a lot about it on, on podcast and on TV and to actually be there at the rally and, and hear such factual stuff. Yeah. And you can't help but be angry. Yeah. I just, um, well, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah. About what we know and what we've read. And uh, I'll try not to, <laughs> I'll try not to get too angry <laughs> and uh, hold back a little bit. But I will be. I, I'm going to be totally honest. I am definitely going to be very opinionated about this mm-hmm. um, because it's it just pisses me off that uh, this case is unsolved. Yeah, and it shouldn't be. It's unacceptable. Oh, totally unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. Trish yeah. needs justice. All right. So Trish, she grew up in New Hampshire, and she was 26 when she. Um, decided in 2017 to move to Florida to start a new life, to rebuild her life. Um, She uh, had some legal matters she had to take care of in New Hampshire. So she came back up uh, in 2018 to take care of those legal matters. Mm -hmm. And she was staying with uh, Doug and Ashley Smith Mm -hmm. in... um, was it in Warner or Grafton, New Hampshire? I believe it was Grafton, New Hampshire. Grafton, New Hampshire. Yeah. And um, she had gone to school with Ashley, so that's how she knew Ashley. Mm-hmm. And um, she had regular contact with her family. And then all of a sudden, uh, between May and June, contact got really slow. And then all of a sudden, they had no contact with her. 
Um, this was between May and June of 2018. Yep. So our family um, reported her missing. Mm-hmm. And then in September of 2018, a washer and dryer combo was found in Grant's Pond in Grafton. Yep. And then in January, it was confirmed that it was the dismembered body of Trish Haynes. Yep, after doing a DNA analysis, yep. Exactly. So Ashley and Doug were actually the last ones that saw her alive. Yep. Um, this is where I'm going to get opinionated. <laughs> Ashley and Doug were not good people. Um, They were pretty much pieces of crap in society. So Ashley (laughs) had a very lengthy criminal record. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was only 29, which blows my mind. Um, Yeah, that's young to have such a... I know you're going to go through her record, but that's such an extensive record. Well, what I'm going to start with is um, she had some warrants out for her arrest the beginning of 2023, the end of 2022, beginning of 2023. I don't even have the exact dates on this. She was driving through Newport, New Hampshire, and she had no license plate. So an officer attempted to pull her over. She failed to stop, and a chase ensued. Stop sticks were deployed several times to deflate her tires. And after all her four tires were eventually deflated, she still refused to stop. The vehicle continued at slow speeds and ultimately collided with a Claremont cruiser. And that's when the pursuit stopped. She was charged with two counts of reckless conduct, one count of falsifying evidence, both felonies, as well as disobeying a police officer, false imprisonment, operating with a suspended license. Um, The man that was with her, he was released with no charges at at this time. There was no charges pending against him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then later, Ashley was found to have had three electronic bench warrants and a superior court warrant on two other charges. Jesus. Um, And I actually found the date on this uh, when that happened, Jane. It was actually October 21st of 2022. So October 21st. is when she was actually arrested. Okay. Yeah. So then I I started... um, Going through a little bit of Ashley's criminal record. In August of 2016 and July of 2017, um, this was in Franklin, she was accused in one case of throwing a large rock at another person's vehicle, causing more than $1,500 worth of damage. And she was indicted on that charge. The first charge was dropped in late 2016, while the second charge was dismissed in 2018. So 
both criminal mischief cases were dropped and dismissed. Hmm. Um, In March of 2018, she was arrested with her husband, Doug, which also has a criminal record. We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, She was arrested with her husband on a theft by deception and receiving stolen property charge in Concord. And then in Croydon, New Hampshire, on October, uh, in October of 2019, she was arrested for violation of protection order and felony falsifying physical evidence charges. She was indicted on the charges later, and it was expected to go to a jury trial. However, in 2021 and 2022, competency hearings were scheduled and later dropped. What? Yeah. Why? Why? Why are so far? Why are all these? Why is everything being dropped against her? I don't understand it. Exactly. That's that's a really good question. And I think I guess that we're going to have on will be able to explain a lot of that to us. Um, and then a status conference was booked on May of 17. She failed to appear for that and a warrant was issued for her arrest. In July of 17, she was arrested and her bail revoked. She was released on a few days later. And then two weeks later, she failed to appear at a hearing motion to revoke the bail. <laughs> <laughs> and she was arrested on August 4th. She also failed to ab- appear at a bail hearing on August 8th. And another bail revocation hearing on August 30th. So this is all within what? A month. Yeah. All within a month, month and a half. Wow. And then she was scheduled to appear in court again on August 27th and October 4th. (laughs) She then filed a civil case against Warner Police Chief and a sergeant and the Warner Police Department in September of 2022. I think it's September of 2020. Or, or yes, I'm sorry. No September of 2020. Yep. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say why she filed this civil case. It doesn't, but what did she do? And then the case she- was dismissed. <laughs> because she failed to appear at the petition hearing. <laughs> and the case was dismissed. Uh, And then November 2020, she filed a restraining order against all the parties. But that request was dismissed on February 2nd, 2021. They probably couldn't get her in court. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In October of 2021, she was picked up by Lebanon police. But later, the charges were dropped. And the article that we're pulling most all of that information from, we'll make sure and um, throw that in the description of the um, the description of this episode, so you guys can read it as well. And it's a it's a pretty good outline. So now we'll go to Doug, her husband Doug. 
He's a career criminal, uh, rapist, and a felon. He's serving right now five to ten years after pleading guilty to aggravated felonous sexual assault and two misdemeanor wrongful voting felony reckless conduct with a deadly weapon and a felon in possession of a firearm and a felony duty to inform subsequent charges in two different counties. He is serving concurrent sentences and could be out of prison as early as December of 2025. So he was a felon in possession of a weapon, a deadly weapon. Yep. So um, let's break this down a little bit. Trish was last seen alive with these two piece of craps. Yeah. And she was living with them. I was just going to say, I mean, she was living with them. Living Even with if they them. weren't the last people to see her alive, uh, she was living with them. So, And I have heard, so I'm, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure the information is pretty accurate, that the washer-dryer combo that Trish was found in mm-hmm. came out of Doug in Ashley's house. Mm-hmm. Now, what I've the exact thing that I've heard was Doug and Ashley did own a washer dryer combo. Right. People have stated that they have seen the washer dryer combo in their home. Right. Um, and that's exactly what Trish was found in. Right. Um, yeah. So it's one of those things where I, we, we haven't found anything that directly actually links that the actual washer and dryer combo that she was found in in the pond to them. However, it has been reported um, that, yes, they had a similar unit in their residence. Yeah. And I've also read that, you know, of course, the attorney general will not confirm or deny whether it was their washer dryer right. or not right i guess my big question is why are they i understand they're both in jail right now mm-hmm. okay i get that yeah. good place for them mm-hmm. <laughs> they need to stay there for a long time yeah um but they're not in jail for trisha's murder right they've never been charged for trisha's murder and the attorney general will not even confirm that they are suspects in Trish's murder. Yeah. They refuse to say that, which it just pisses me off. Because, I mean, if you really look into this case, it's so evident who's responsible mm-hmm. for Trish's death. Yeah. And yet they're just getting away with it. I mean, this is 2023, and Trish Trish's body was found in 2018. 2018, yep. And there's still been no one charged in her murder. Right. With how many cases we have in this state that are not on that are not solved and are cold, it, when you hear the details about this case. And understand that, you know, she was found, her body was found five years ago. And there's literally silence coming from the attorney general's office 
um, and or the authorities, you do have to ask why, because just the public information that is out there, uh, you know, the answer to why may actually be evidence, building evidence in the case. And that may be the reason for the silence. I do understand that only certain amounts of information can actually be put out there, especially when building a case. But I don't think that even the even her family and her advocates that are speaking for her really believe that is actually the case. Yeah, exactly. So it's frustrating. Yeah. It, it's such a solvable case. I, I just, um, I get so frustrated and pissed off when I, when I just think about this case and these two piece of craps getting away with it. Yeah. It's, it's just, um, unacceptable. It should anger a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I knew a lot about the case, um, from what I've read on different forums and, um, in the paper and, and some of the podcasts that were put out about it. Mm-hmm. But when I went to the rally, mm-hmm. if you read about it and you hear about it on the podcast, okay, you might think, okay, there's a little bit of, maybe a little bit of doubt about who mm-hmm. is responsible for her death. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we went to the rally and heard um other people talk and heard their stories and what they know and what are, you know, facts, some of the facts that they knew about the case. There's no way you could possibly say Doug and Ashley Smith is not responsible for Trish's death. It's, um, I learned so much from that rally. Yeah. And uh, we were standing there and we were passing out flyers mm-hmm. um, with a brief description of um, Trisha's case and who, who you know, is on the flyer who is responsible for her death yep. and her murder, I should say. And people would walk by and they would take the, the flyer and one lady was like, walking away and she was reading it and she spun right around, came back to us and she's Mm -hmm. like, why are these people not in jail? Right. Why is this still unsolved? Yeah. And she was like, almost like angry about it. She was. And we sent her right over to Trish's aunt and um, Chloe, a really good advocate for for Trish and had her talk to them and she took information and everything. Now, I don't know if she had anything to do with, you know, the Capitol or she worked there or, you know, if she had connections, Mm -hmm. but she was definitely, um, it it definitely brought some stuff to her attention and she was, she was acting on it. Yep. Um, she, she definitely wanted more info and wanted contact info and, so I guess, you know, doing doing these rallies or doing that, they do that rally every year for mm-hmm. Trish up at the Capitol. Yep. And, um, you know, if that one person mm-hmm. walks by and says, I want to help with this, this is this is unacceptable. Right. You know, these people should be in jail and charged for her murder. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's a that's a really positive thing. And that's uh, I guess that's why they keep doing the rally every year. Yep. Um, 
and I will continue to to show up at those rallies until they are arrested and in jail and yeah. charged with Trish's murder. Yeah. Um, Me too. You know, it, it's uh, it was very informative. It was. Um, I mean, we were talking to friends of Ashley's. Right. <laughs> friends of Doug and Ashley Smith, yeah. people that actually knew them. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, they, they, they were like, it was Doug and Ashley that killed her. Yeah. Um, they were they were around the house. They visited the house mm-hmm. around that time that um, Trish was there. Trish was living and she was still alive in that house. And yeah, um, you know, they even said, mm-hmm. you know, that one girl. She was like, Ashley's the one that yeah. Ashley and Doug are responsible for her death. Um, yeah, there was really no doubt in their mind. No, none. Nope. And and they knew them personally. Um, you know, these Ashley and Douglas, they are not good people. And, um, they're very young. Yeah. Um, it was our understanding too, that, um, Ashley had a very bad, um, family life. Mm-hmm. Um, not making excuses for her whatsoever. I would not make excuses for her, but I mean, the evidence that they have, um, and the the amount of people that are willing to um, be witnesses in court, yeah, um, on their character mm-hmm. alone, yeah, was was crazy. It's like, why are they not charging them? I I I just don't understand it. I don't either. They're the last ones that saw her. Um, they she was living with them mm-hmm. in their house when the family last had contact with her, mm-hmm. with Trish, she was found in a washer dryer combo that could have possibly come out of Ashley and Doug's house because they did own one. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure they have other evidence. Yeah. And unfortunately, that, might, that, that in and of itself may be why we haven't heard anything and anything further they may not be releasing anything further right if they're if they are trying to build a case but again like i said how long does it take to build a case exactly it's been five freaking years mm-hmm. it's like how long does it take you to build a case right i guarantee that had this happened in mass massachusetts mm-hmm. or connecticut or uh, New York, they would have already been charged, brought to court, been convicted and in jail for the rest of their lives for her murder. Mm-hmm. But not in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know. It's so frustrating. I mean, they just had a case down in Mass where this woman went missing. Mm-hmm. And her husband, I mean, this is like within two, three weeks. Yeah. The woman went missing. Her body still has not been found. Mm-hmm. But they've already charged the husband yep. with her murder. Yeah. The two, woman, three weeks. Yep. The woman that disappeared, it was like New Year's. Yeah. Disappeared on New Year's. Yep. Because of all the evidence that they found. Yeah. Um, on like you know his they, his they, searches that he did on like his children's iPads yeah. and 
and stuff that they found in his phone. And yeah, he's already he's already been arrested and charged. Mm-hmm. But yet these two piece of craps still have not been arrested and charged for Trisha's murder. And it's been five years. Yeah, I just I just want to know why. Yeah. I'm sure, and I'm sure the family wants to know why. Of course. Oh my God. I mean, when we met Valerie, her aunt, I can, she was the nicest lady. She really was, yeah. And a great advocate for for Mm -hmm. Trish. Yeah. And um, she wants the answers. Yeah. And uh, she wants these two pieces of craps to be charged for Trish's murder. Mm Mm-hmm. She wants justice for Trish. Right. And she deserves it. Mm-hmm. And it just... Um, yeah. The family, it's not just the family that deserves it. Trish deserves Trish, it. Yeah, Trish exactly. deserves justice. Exactly. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. And now back to our episode. So yeah, I, I, I guess I'm a little bit opinionated about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're allowed to be opinionated. It just frustrates me on so many levels. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, here she is. Um, she's murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's arrested for it. Yep. And I believe, again, the attorney general's office is failing at doing their jobs. Yeah. And I, I mean, what are they, what do they want? Like a confession? Right. Well, they're not going to get that, but I believe they have enough evidence to charge. Right. I, 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 I mean, hope. I would think. Yeah. Um, so what you don't, you don't press charges, arrest them and charge them for the murder of Trish because you don't have that confession. Mm-hmm. So you'll just wait for years, let these people get away with it instead of taking what you have bringing it to a jury and letting the jury decide whether these two pieces of shits are guilty or not guilty. Right. Which, I mean, anybody in their right mind mm-hmm. would see that yeah. they are obviously guilty. Yeah. Um, and I know people are saying right now, oh, you're innocent until proven guilty. Trust me, these people are guilty. Mm-hmm. I, I, my opinion again, Uh, My opinion, (laughs) let me make that clear before people start commenting. Uh, It's, it's my opinion. And, Mm -hmm. and it's an, it's the opinion of many, many, many people out there. Right. Right. It's, especially after speaking with people that were so, so close, so close to the situation, so close to, or even family, so close to the family or even family or, um, people that are just advocating on this case now. That is, they share the same opinion, Jane. So. Yes, they do. Yeah. And all they want is answers and justice. Yeah. And even, even just like answer, like updates. Yeah. Like, like, okay, something's ongoing and, and going and, you know, you, you can't release whatever publicly because of, you know, case building, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But Give us updates. No. Oh, so yeah. what's going on? Oh, you know, anything like this is still an active case. Um, right. You know? Yeah. But they won't even name yeah. Doug and Ashley as suspects. 
will not even name them as suspects. How could you not? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, not even like a person of interest. Yeah, people of interest. Like I don't. Nothing. I don't know. Absolutely nothing. You know, I would think they would. They would be like, okay, um, we have we uh, person of interest is Doug and Ashley. Ashley Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody with information on them, come forward. Right. You know, give us some information. Um, yeah, they're not even doing that. Yeah. I just don't understand it. I don't. I don't understand the law enforcement in New Hampshire, yeah. especially the Attorney General's office. I do not understand why they don't do their jobs. I mean. They can sit there and say, oh, we are doing our jobs. But you know what? It's been five years. Yeah. You should have finished an investigation by now. Mm-hmm. Especially where they actually went in and searched their house. Yeah. They, yeah. they did, didn't they? Yep. They absolutely did. Yeah. In the article that we were actually referencing a little bit before. Hold on. Let me actually pull it up. They did say, I actually clicked into the, uh, there's a link to another article within that article about Doug. <laughs> about, so I clicked into that and I was like, oh, hold on, hold on. That's a whole nother conversation right here. Hold on. Yeah. So after Trish was, was reported missing, um, the end of August was when searches started being conducted at Ashley and Doug Smith's residents. Um, they brought in canines, the forensic team for the police. They were obviously all suited up in their, you know, blue gear. So um, they were collecting evidence. Yep. The property was roped off with caution tape, suggesting to the public that it might have been a crime scene, or at least they were, you know, scanning for some sort of evidence. One would assume, seeing that The search was to search several spots in Grafton, all associated with Ashley and Douglas Smith. One of the locations was the house where Trish lived with them and was last known to be alive. In addition to that home, a small cottage was also searched and so was a camper. Again, all associated with Ashley and Doug Smith. After those searches, though, (laughs) <laughs> the, <laughs> the attorney general's office basically didn't announce any sort of information, just said, based on the investigation today, we're not aware of it, you know, just trying to calm down the public, basically. They put out a, a statement just saying, you know, yeah, we investigated today, but the public isn't, isn't uh, there's no threat to the public. Um, so they essentially gave no information. But it's interesting that that happened at the end of August, because then... Like literally September, it was either September 1st or September 2nd is when her body was found in Grant's Pond. So I'm not sure if evidence that they possibly saw when they were conducting searches led them to possibly the canines did as well. I mean, it was mentioned that the canines uh, were brought in searches as well. So if they searched their property... Mm-hmm. And they possibly got information out of the house or from somebody. Something within that search mm-hmm. brought them to Grant's Pond where Trisha's body was found. Where Trisha's body was found. Yep. 
Hmm. I'm just, I just, I'm just dumbfounded. Like, what's going on, guys? Yeah, what's what's going going on? on? Let's, let's, yeah, yeah, let's get this, let's get this solved. Yeah, let's, let's, I wonder, (laughs) I see, I got so much to say right now, and I just want to say it right. It's almost as if these piece of craps, Doug and Ashley Smith, are protected. Yeah. And the attorney general's office doesn't even think about how brutally murdered Trish Haynes was. Yeah. I mean, one one kind of has to go there, too, especially with, Jane, with how you outlined, like, even just case in point, like Ashley's record and like what historically has actually happened with her and how many times things were dropped. I mean, don't get me wrong. If, if she brought any sort of cases or suits or anything like that and didn't show up to court, obviously things would be dropped. Like when she tried to press charges, um, bring charges against like a police department, but the cases against her, one sort of has to think, how many passes does a person get and why? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the last she has gotten how many get out of jail free cards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last stunt um, that happened at the end of October where she was arrested and you even said it, it took a couple of spike strips to stop her. I mean, that was, I remember when, when that was happening in the, in the press going out about that. I mean, that was a big deal. I mean, that was, hello, high-speed chase. I mean, she was, it took two sets of spike strips to stop her. I mean, she wasn't stopping, obviously driving super recklessly. I'm just, I'm glad she didn't hurt anybody. Mm. I mean, I, that last incident was like, whoa, are they, is something finally going to stick? Is she finally going to be like, you know, like off the streets? Is, is she finally going to catch a charge? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the warrants that she had out. <laughs> I don't know. Did you say she had a superior warrant? Yes. Is that what? That, what is this? She had, is that? She had three <laughs> electronic bench warrants. Now, if you have one bench warrant and you get arrested for that bench warrant, mm-hmm. how do you get two more and not show up at court? I don't, I don't understand that. But three electronic bench warrants and a superior court warrant on two other charges. Not one, but two other charges. I'm just trying to, I've never actually heard, I mean, obviously I've heard of bench war or just maybe warrants. I, I didn't realize there were different types of warrants. Neither did I. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out what a superior court warrant is. <laughs> so you're looking it up. I am, I'm looking it up right now. So I guess the difference between, I actually only found something that said the difference between a bench warrant and an arrest warrant. Common bench warrants, you know, violating a probation or failing to appear in court, failing to pay a ticket or a fine issued by a court. I would be willing to guess that a superior court warrant would have to deal with her actually not appearing in superior court. Yeah, I'm only seeing the difference between and a bench, bench warrant, warrant and an arrest warrant. So, yeah. again, I would think that a sup- if it's specifically naming a superior court warrant, then it must be a, th- a warrant 
out of out of the superior court yeah so again you know most of the time you know warrants are issued you know if you if you don't pay fines if you don't show up well you know she had quite a history of not showing up to court so maybe she had a court date at superior court and did not show up and that's why or a couple because there were a couple of them Um, yeah it's two counts two two warrants for superior court superior court that's no small charges I know when something gets sent to Superior Court. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know, dude. I don't know. You know, I even go on to the, the website for the Department of Justice, and they have the update rega- regarding missing person for Trish Haynes. Mm-hmm. And it just says, you know, that her body was found. and mm-hmm. But nowhere in there does it say that does it say Trish? I mean, uh, Ashley and Ashley Doug, and Doug. Smith's name. Yep. Hmm. Why not? It should. But they do have a phone number. So if you have any information on the Trish Haynes case, um, on her murder, even if you think it's small, hmm. um, call, the, call the New Hampshire State Police. The number is... 603-223-4381. Hey, and I probably wouldn't hurt if you um blew up the attorney general's office, which I got the number for that too. <laughs> 603-271-2222. You know, call them up. Find out why there's been no justice for Trish Haynes. Mm -hmm. This is happening too much. Yeah. These unsolved cases are so solvable. It's so evident on who's responsible for these murders. And um, for some reason, these people just are not being arrested and charged. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't. They don't have to necessarily convict the t- general attorney general's office. They don't convict; they charge. Mm-hmm. But you can't get a conviction unless you unless bring these charge. charges right. upon these people. Right. So you know, as, uh, until they start doing their job with charging these people with murder mm-hmm. there will never be a conviction right and um something needs to change with that yeah and it really does the amount of solved cases in new hampshire that are so solvable is just astonishing yeah. and uh pisses me off and i can't imagine how the family feels I know how I feel, especially being a victim of of such a violent crime Mm -hmm. and never seeing justice. I cannot even imagine Mm -hmm. being a family member of a loved one that was murdered Mm -hmm. and knowing who murdered them and knowing that they still are walking the streets and have never been charged for that murder. I can't not even imagine what that, that family member or those family members go through. I mean, to have 
justice be so attainable, but not there. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, I can't imagine either. Yep. Anything else? I don't think so. So, if anybody has any information on the murder of Trish Haynes, come forward. Please. Please. Um, even if you think it's a little bit of information, the Attorney General's office needs this information. Even if you don't think it's important, call them. Um, I think there's, if you go on to their website, um, there's a, a, you can also email um, anonymously mm-hmm. any information you have, any tips. Yeah. Um, again, call them, uh, call the state police with any information you have. 603-223-4381. And uh, if you're as frustrated as we are, Call the the Attorney General's office and uh, let them know your frustration. And their number is 603-271-3671. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Invisible Tears. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to hear all future episodes. Click into our link tree too in the episode description to find and follow us on all our social medias. And it also links to our website, invisible-tears.com, where you can keep current on any events that may be coming up, read more about Jane and the team, and read more about all the Connecticut River Valley unsolved cases. If you are looking for everyday items, clothes, collectibles, or a gift for that special someone, you can support us further by checking out our retail store, The Frugal Marketplace. We can be found at thefrugalmarketplace.com or search for us on eBay and Poshmark. We hold an online claim sale on Facebook Live every Monday night at 7 p.m. where you can find our latest items for sales or items at a deep discount. The links for our products can be found in our show notes. If you want to learn more about my wellness practice, Guided Path Wellness, head to guidedpathwellness.org. There you can read more about me and my certifications, more about the Reiki and coaching services I offer both in-person and remote, and read all about my products for sale that I make through the practice. Feel free to utilize the contact us section on the website with any questions or utilize that free 15-minute consultation booking button if you have any questions about what might work for you. Evil may exist in this world, but we will not let it win. See you next episode.